Hi everyone, you're listening to the voice of Waruche, host of the Waruche podcast. Today we're going to be doing things a little differently. I'm going to have my sister Adobe interview me. Happy listening. Hi Adobe, welcome to the show. Hi Uche, or should I be saying you welcome to your show? <laughs> um, Either way. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Welcome to your show. Thank um, you. So obviously the main reason for this show today and doing it in this format is to discuss your NACO books mm-hmm. and um, the Princess NACO books. Um, first and foremost, let me say that I was thoroughly blown away by the fact that you wrote 57 books in one year. I mean, that is amazing. (laughs) And well done, really proud of you. Thank you, Um, thank you. (laughs) I don't want to start by being the one to tell people about your books. And I don't want to start by um, just going to natural format, you know, the normal format that is used to do interviews. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about you just a bit first. Okay. Um, I think I think we should start with me asking you. Um, simple. What's your favorite book? Oh, that's a good one. What's my favorite book? Oh, that's quite left field, though. That came from <laughs> <laughs> that came from left field because there's so many. Um. Would it be um life? Life is full of divorced women by um, is it Jackie Collins? I think yeah, that was from back in the day. Life is full of oh my god, you know what I? That's interesting. How we have these books, yes, and then we sort of embody the energy years down the line. This is weird, but okay, yeah. So that life is full of divorced women. <laughs> interesting. Okay, I apologize for the extended laughter. No, 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 don't do that. No, it's fine. Let's keep it natural and real because that, that was why I didn't want you to know the questions beforehand. Um, okay, and it's interesting that that would be your best, one of your best books and you've just gone straight to writing 57 books for children. Okay, we'll move on that. <laughs> Okay, so let's go into the Naku series again and say, just come back into that. How did you choose the name and why Naku? And why Naku? Okay, so, um, why did, let me start with why did I choose the name? I thought it was, it, 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 it would help, it, it connected me to Uguta, number one. Um, my name, Wanonaku. Um, I thought that it was important that I embody considering she's speaking to her grandfather, I, I, I embody my Uguta heritage. And so I took my name Wananaku. And then of course, obviously Wananaku would not be easy for the average child to pronounce. And so I split, I, I decided to, um, use the end of it, which is Naku. So yes, that, that, that was number one is to make the connection with her grandfather, Irona, which is grandpa, obviously. And then, um, yeah, that was why I chose that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, did I ask you what Wananaku means? Wananaku, which is a very interesting um, name. 
And how I found out the meaning is very interesting as well. And I, I think I shared this with all of you, but the last conversation I had with daddy, I was, I was somewhere in Hamden parked in the car. Guy was getting a haircut for, for the listeners who don't know who Guy is. Guy is my son. Guy was getting this, the year was 2012. Guy was getting a haircut. I was waiting in the car with Ray and I spoke with daddy and I remember, cause you know, he would always call me Wananaku, Wananaku, you know, and I never really knew the meaning of Wananaku. And then I remember having that conversation with him and then I called him and he he goes, Wananaku. And so that was my opportunity to ask him after like how many years of my life of him calling me Wananaku. And I said, dad, what does Wananaku mean? And then he says to me, abundance is yours. And I, that was, that was my last conversation with daddy. So that moment always sticks out for me. And yeah, that's, so that's the meaning of Wananaku. I mean, if I were to translate it directly, it would mean, um, um, a child in wealth, I believe. Right. But he says, you know, daddy, he says, abundance is yours, which, you know, I think also trans indirectly translates a child in wealth. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Mm -hmm. Perfectly put as well, really. Mm -hmm. um, so, further questions before <laughs> I go deep. <laughs> um, a very random one. Let's see. So, what was an early experience mm -hmm. where you learned that language had power? Hmm, that's a good one. An earlier experience where I where I learned that language had power. Wouldn't it be Yeah, no, it would it would I don't even need to think too deeply about that one. Um since I moved to America, um I realized that um I think when it so my early days in America, like experiences like being with EK9 in a grocery store and then you know, having the liberty and the ability to speak a different language, you know, that would help, um, just allow us, that would afford us our privacy. Um, you know, that's, that's just one off the top of my head. Um, and then I, I could flip it also and talk about the fact that we were able to, Nigeria has English as its first language and um moving to america was sort of easy for me and you know being able to assimilate and integrate because we we we've all, we've always spoken english our whole lives and and so it wasn't it wasn't different i mean a couple of words are spelt differently because we use the in nigeria we use the british um kind of way of we use british english and so that you know it sort of you know, could affect it in some way, but, and so to the, to, to answer the power part, part of it, um, the fact that, I mean, I've been in situations, I, I don't necessarily consider those situations racist, but I've been in situations where people thought that the fact that I wasn't born in America automatically means that I lack the ability to speak English. And so they would always like, you know, the minute they understand who I am, they you kind of find them saying things like, oh, you speak such perfect English. And then I'm like, 
Well, yeah, that's because we speak English in Nigeria. And no offense. That happens, that happens in England as well. That happens as everywhere. well. <laughs> correct. Correct. Yes, it happens everywhere. And so for me, the power part of that would be the fact that um, Nigeria, we have all the, we have like 250 ethnic groups, but then, um, I mean, again, I'm not trying to be like a colonizer, um, like side with the colonizers, because obviously that means that I'm appreciative of the British coming to <laughs> colonize Nigeria and give us English. But it does in some way empower us as a group that we have the ability to live in foreign lands and communicate, you know, uh, amazingly, you know, even though we weren't, I, I mean, I came here at age 28. So that means my entire life was away from here, but then I'm able to communicate very easily and function. And so I think that's the power part of it is my ability to function in a different place. Um, so that would be my earliest or one of my references to language having power, I guess. I hope that answers the question well. Um, it gives me an interest in... Um perspective on what you think is powerful okay <laughs> um, what i want to do is i'm literally going to just go straight into a quote of yours regarding the princess naku um, books okay you said i've decided it's time to educate our children about africa mm -hmm. and its territories it's a severe injustice that people are unaware that africa has 54 countries and two disputed territories Correct. so it's kind of like because of what you just said you know, mm -hmm. um, so I feel it's a very nice link mm -hmm. into what you said. Mm -hmm. I think we should talk about the NACA series in terms of how strongly you felt mm -hmm. that you had to sit down and say, you know what, mm -hmm. I'm going to correct this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sure. write 57 minutes. So just talk to me. Yeah, Tell sure, me. sure. So the, the, the part about how strongly I felt, it might sound odd. But the reality is that I was being guided. And I know it's quite difficult to talk about the 3D and the 5D, but you know me, you're my sister. You know that I live, I exist in both realms, really. And I, I would be I would be dishonest to say that um, it was quite a conscious thought. Yes, I have the consciousness of, uh, you know, wanting Africa to be recognized for what it is and also having people learn about Africa. But the reality is that I was guided. And so if you, if you were to ask what was my driving force, it was, it was, it was something beyond me that guided me. And so, cause if I look back to it, how in, how was I able to dedicate that much time and you no know, dedicate the short time that I did to the large project. It, it, it was beyond me. And so, um, the driving force was definitely something bigger than me. Basically. I think that's my answer to that. <laughs> okay. So that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. And how long would you say it took me to write each book, like at each point? Mm -hmm. So it took me an average of, I think one, week some some books so so I, I encountered this where some of the books were easier to write because of the content I could find online. Remember I keep referencing us not having as much um credible information you know regarding each country. And so some 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 countries were easier to write so that those countries took shorter 
um, amount of time. Obviously, the research part of it was easy. They're more, you know, you know, people visit them more. So I even, you know, yeah. So I was able to gather information quicker. But on on average, I believe it took me about a week. But then there were times in between writing the books because I had other things going on, and I would I would I would find myself. There were times where I had pockets of like three weeks you know, three weeks to a month where I wouldn't write a single book or I wouldn't complete a single book. And then there were times where in one month I'd published like four of those books. So it it, it was really, it, yeah, I, there was not one exact average time, should I say, but I could say that, you know, all in all, it, sh it, it must have taken me at least a week to complete one book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for each book that you wrote, mm -hmm. my understanding now, um, having read um, the books, mm -hmm. um, Princess Nako would, you know, listen to a story by her grandfather mm -hmm. and she would obviously head out into that, you know, to go and explore the areas um, that she had heard the stories about. Um, so talk to me, mm -hmm. who are you trying or who you love mm -hmm. for these books to speak to? I started out... I use the word speak to, yeah. you know, literally and, you know... Figuratively, yeah. Who would you love these books to speak to? Yeah. Yeah, so I started out believing the books would be for um ages k to 12 that would be 5 to 18 um she's she's a 15 year old girl and the reason why she's 15 is so that she has her own ability to process and then just magically appear in each country hopefully the children don't ask me if she rode horses or if she just went to sleep and appeared because we didn't tackle that part of the book <laughs> of the books, but I needed her to be 15, able to reason, able to travel. I also, um, and so that whole process allowed me, and then again, the target audience again, were the children as far as I was concerned. However, after writing the books, I've seen a lot of parents, a lot of people who have reached out to me to say they learned a new fact. You know, I mean, I learned a lot of facts while I was writing, putting the books together myself. And I learned a lot. I've gone on just reading some of them, quite frankly. Because mm -hmm. um, I no. don't think we can mm -hmm. know everything. We're talking. Correct. It's no way we can know everything. Correct. You know? So, yeah, I, I yeah. learned a lot as well. Correct. So, so, so the, my focus was, still is the, the K to 12, but. Um, um, adults have have shown interest as well so you know it's I, I, the, the format is sort of like an encyclopedia and so you know like remember when daddy would have all those encyclopedias anybody of any age can you know gather information from just reading you know the books so so yes the target audience would be the k to 12 however the parents can also join in mm-hmm Okay, so I've seen that what you've done, um, the way I've seen it, yes, obviously it's because um, you've written all about the countries in Africa mm -hmm. or about all the countries in Africa. Mm -hmm. um, so the beauty I can see of the NACO series is that each book, you know, can literally stand on its own. Correct. And it can actually be, like, connected as Correct. well. So whether a person buys 
the bulk of it mm-hmm. or just a single, mm-hmm. um, the story still stands on its own. And that's, that's one of the things I love about um, the books. Mm-hmm. So wondering as well, I've heard an interview or other interviews where you've uh, explained what you want for Princess Nacro, mm-hmm. um, the books to do. Mm-hmm. So talk to me. Yeah. So far, how is it going? Mm-hmm. And hopefully, what are your next steps? Okay, so yes, let's let's go back to circle back to my, what I hope my hope. My hope is that every child has access to Princess Naku's books. And obviously that is why I have my um I'm hoping I can work with different people who will be able to ensure that little children. I mean, we're talking 57 books here. It's a lot of books. I don't think anyone has ever really bought 57 books at one time for their children. You know what I mean? So I know that that's complicated, but it's important that the kids, again, it's about tackling the injustice, you know, you know, to the education system and ensuring that, you know, the new generation of children are, have access to this information Okay, have access to it and all of that. And so the plan and the hope, obviously, is that I will have people who will work with me um, will, will, to distribute the books, basically, to have, make sure that ensure that all kids have access to Princess Naku. So, so far, it's really just been me reaching out to people um, and I'm, I'm just going to keep doing that, reaching out to organizations, reaching out to, you know, corporate bodies and, and hopefully soon I'll have the ability to donate naku books to children and and i'm talking the sets of naku books now if the parents are able to afford to buy for the children absolutely that's wonderful but i want my my it's it's quite a big mission but isn't it typical me i always go for something Um, I asked you three questions and I got so wrapped up in what you were saying. (laughs) No, I think you you asked about what, what the next steps basically, um, how am I going about? Yeah. And, and so that's just, those are the next steps is that I'm going to hope that, you know, at some point I'll be able to get enough people who will work with me to distribute the books and, you know, we'll talk about the books. Say that again. If we were to put a face to the people that you're seeking mm-hmm. to support, who would they be? What do you mean, put a face? You, uh, you mean with re- like? So are we are we speaking about the school governors? Are we speaking well, about yeah. mayors? Are we speaking well, about governors? N- no, I mean about? people who have the ability. I mean, yes, governors yeah. have access, but I don't know how much of that they have. So we're looking at like corporations and organizations that already are focused on education and are interested in education and then you know people philanthropists you know people who are who already do that philanthropists who already engage in you know you know educational projects um again it's you know we're going to take it as we you know region by region um i think the focus should really be the regions where they don't teach african studies because they are banned from teaching African studies. That would be one of the better regions to start um, distributing the books. But um, yeah, so corporate bodies, philanthropists, um, and if the government can, why not? Okay, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
I believe that we should come back to this interview mm-hmm. and, you know, we'll speak some more about the Naka books. Sure. I think my suggestion would be we could just read some excerpts from, you know, from the books mm-hmm. um, as and when. Sure. Um, for this evening, mm-hmm. uh, I believe we should just um, round this up. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, well, I think we should round this up at this point and then... Sure deliver another session maybe reading the books maybe we could get some um, of our nieces and nephews to read some of them for us sure um this is just one page each mm-hmm. and we can take it from there sounds um, good i just want to say amazing thank you well done <laughs> thank again, you proud of you again <laughs> thank, you. thank you um and i truly truly pray that your 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 plans your dreams because this is uh, is a mission uh, it mission is. to educate it is and that is amazing as it stands already thank it doesn't you. necessarily have to be only in america hopefully mm-hmm. it goes around the world even in nigeria and everywhere else. i hope also so africa itself i hope but, so it's currently know. being sold in i think 11 countries so sweden denmark awesome. germany Spain, you know, England. So it, it, a, a lot of European countries already carry the NACA series, but, you know, you have to make them aware that it exists in those countries. And then, yeah. So I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful with you. And I think Thank you. you'll have a lot of people backing you with this very soon. I hope so. Yeah. so <laughs> Yay. There I end your own podcast for you. And say, <laughs> Conversations with Weruche, Weruche podcast, all of the above. Yeah, we've changed the name, haven't we? It's no more conversations with Weruche. Yes, we upgraded. We're more specific. We're being more specific these days. (laughs) We're targeting. (laughs) Correct. It's now Weruche, yeah? It is. How long did you have conversations with Weruche for? When? What year was it? Um, 2019 December and then we went into the the pandemic and then there were barely any interviews and then but I did interview remember at Uncle Tochiku um he was my pretty much one of my first interviews just a couple of days before we declared it it was declared a pandemic and me and him actually used the word pandemic on the podcast and then like three days later they declared it a pandemic. It's just the weirdest, just, you know, it's just the weirdest thing, you know. I mean, I still look back. No, 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 it's it's perfect. I'm, I'm just going to end it with you. But I was just, to, to go back to what I said about the pandemic, I'm still, I'm one of those people that, that, that haven't recovered from the, from the um pandemic, believe it or not. I'm still in a, in a kind of like a daze type, you know, state. I don't know why. Like the the world doesn't feel the same to me. It's and it's been three years. So it's it's quite a a time that whenever I reflect, I, I, I never leave my reflection feeling good. That's what the pandemic did to me. Yeah. But let's hope for the best. We have to be positive as always. And and thank you. Thank you. You did amazing. Thank you for the interview. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, did you just did you just tell me I did amazing? As in what you're you you you're marking me good no, bad? No, 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 no. Adobe, you did amazing. I know, I know. I know oh, you I did know, amazing. I know. I'm just winding you up. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's you fine. did amazing. Okay, so let's round this up. Okay, um, sounds good. And we will come back to this. I believe we should. Awesome. And, sounds good. Um, yeah, it's great. Great being on your show.
Yay. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. And go and get yourselves a copy of the Naka series. Yes, Birthday yes. presents, Christmas presents, whatever yes. presents. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. But thank you for listening. All right, then. Bye. All right, bye. Bye.